Grace, peace, and welcome to Podcast of the Wills, a podcast that treats Star Wars like a sacred text. My name is Nick Milkey. It's Sunday night and it's time to hang out and talk Star Wars. It's time to make a drink. It's time to laugh. It's time to relax. We've got a new week coming tomorrow, but let's wrap up this one by having some fun and hanging out. I hope all of y'all are doing well. I'm excited to see everybody. I'm so excited for our guest tonight. We have a really awesome topic and it's something that he's really passionate about. So that's really exciting to me as well. Um, I've got our live chat going already. We've got folks hanging out. I see Framie. I see David from Father and Son. I see Michael. I see Pete. Uh, who else is here? Matthew's here. Thank you all so much for taking time on a Sunday night to hang out with us. It means the world to me. I love doing this. I say all the time and my wife asks me all the time, you know, this podcast, she's like, what if nobody watched? I'd still do it because I love talking about Star Wars. I love hanging out. This community means a lot to me. We've talked about that a lot in recent weeks and it's just fun. And if, you know, we have this great community, let's hang out. Let's talk about fun stuff. Um, my guest tonight, a lot of you know my guest. If you don't know my guest, you're in for a treat. He is one of the most fun people in the Star Wars podcasting community. Um, he is the co-host of the Bombad Cast. You've heard of the Bombad Cast because several weeks ago we had his co-host Jerry on. Jerry the man joined us. He was actually the first episode when we made a drink. We're going to make a drink again tonight in a few minutes. Um, my guest is also himself a viral internet sensation, which is going to play into our topic tonight. Maybe a couple times we're going to get into that. Um, he is a YouTube bad boy. I haven't had any. Well, I have had one other YouTube bad boy. It was Jerry. Um, I was a guest on Scotty and Jerry's show about a month or so ago, and we talked about a little thing called Backstroke of the West. We put some clips up while we were watching the show, and the YouTube overlord shut us down. Um, I'm still apologizing to them about that because I just, you know, that show doesn't happen. It doesn't really exist. So we may have to get a do over. I may beg them to let me back on. Um, so he is a certified YouTube bad boy. And I have also decided my wife and I are in the process of rewatching Game of Thrones right now. And my guest tonight may also be the man of many faces. He may be Jockin Hagar. Um, he, there are characters. You don't know what you're going to get when you watch the Bombad cast. There are voices, there are impersonations. So, without further ado, I am thrilled to bring on my friend Scotty J. Rowe from the Bombad cast. Nick, that was the best intro ever. <laughs> I mean, oh. tell me where the lie is, my friend. Tell oh, me where there the is lie no is. Lie. I'd imagine there Paul Stanley no has something to say. I don't know. Paul but Stanley, if Paul Stanley was available, your next door neighbor, Paul Stanley. <laughs> We'll find if out. If he was available, he would have something to say about that. He How are you, up. my friend? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. I'm so happy to be here, especially because it's not my normal Bombad or BTVD thing. I can actually <laughs> sit back and just literally talk to you when you're usually I'm like on the show. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to be here. You have no idea. Oh, it, it is a pleasure for me to have you on. I've watched your show you know, for a while now, and I'm actually going to make one small apology for the last time. Okay. I made this apology when Jerry was on. <laughs> I made this apology when I was on Around the Galaxy and we okay. talked about Bombadcast. And I'm going to make it to you now that you're here. And then we're going to consider the circle now complete. Perfect. When I first discovered the Bombadcast, as an older fella, I looked at the energy that you and Jerry have and I went, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I am here to say I was completely wrong. Oh, dude. I, lo I love your show. It's so fun. It's weird in the ways that I am weird, even as an older dad kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Like, 
uh, the, your commitment to a bit speaks oh, to my soul in a lot dude. of levels. Um, it is, in fact, speaking of committing to bits, our friend Jerry, the cannon junkie, just chimed <laughs> in on the live chat. Jerry, brother, oh, we love you. Um, I love your show. I, I was late to the game. I was yeah. wrong. I judged a book by its cover. And I am a strong supporter of the Bomb Bag cast. I'm here for everything you guys do. Y'all have such a fun show. And I want you to talk about it in a minute. Um, but what I want to do first is make a drink so that we can keep this Ooh. going. We have, um, as I have said many times, I'm trying to brand myself as the Stanley Tucci of Star Wars podcasts. <laughs> Stanley Tucci on Instagram. He has his really well-appointed kitchen. He's making fancy drinks. He's very refined. I am not any of those things. I'm in a corner of my garage talking to my friends. Perfect. But I'm going to make a fun drink and I'm going to name it after a guest. So tonight, um, Here we, go. we have, that's right. And I always try to do it on camera. This bit may have to leave sometime soon because it gets more complicated all the time. <laughs> um, I have a glass and oh, I have, I have so a Han Solo glass. Let me get it right here, right way here. Um, I made that choice very intentionally because Han Solo is famous for his jackets. Han is a jacket guy. As you delivered on the, on the hope that I had, Members only. I don't know that I've ever actually there's one occasion and we'll talk about that during our countdown list. <laughs> Scotty is always wearing his members only jacket. We're gonna get some gin. We'll okay. At Amsterdam atmosphere mm -hmm. gin stratosphere okay. gin. Not a sponsor yet, but stratosphere call me. I'm ready. Let's go. Um, I'm gonna pour some gin in here. Very scientifically not using a shot glass. Um, <laughs> we're going to throw in with our gin and with our ice. Just a spot of grenadine, okay. I believe it was French for cherry juice. <laughs> it's funny, you um, know, Nick reached out to me. He's like, you got any of these things to make a drink with? And I looked at him, I was like, I'm like no. Like, but I, I did work anything. as a bartender for three years. I was I was a mixologist oh, yeah. for three years. Yeah. So I know this. I'm, su I'm supposed to have some lime. I don't. Okay. So I have lime juice. So we're going to get a little, little dash of lime juice. And then we are going to top it off with a this is a kirkland brand Lacroix. you'll notice it's in a very fancy holochronicles koozie and because it's kirkland kirkland washington kelso mm -hmm. washington shout out to our friends at holochronicles and this drink hold on we have a whole banner and everything this drink is called scotty's mustache <laughs> jacket <laughs> that's amazing we, oh we my god camera. so here we you go add some sort of tobacco scent to it so I can sit there with my pipe and really very refined, enjoy it. Very fancy. It's delicious. Yes. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers, Cheers to hanging out on a Sunday night. And here's That's what amazing. I've decided. Here's what I've decided to add to okay. this whole drink thing going forward. Former guest, friend of the show, friend of your show, Jared the Dark Jedi. Jared is the official bartender of Podcast of the Wills. Oh, damn right when i have when I, when I have bar questions drink questions i've sent him messages hey what about this hey whatever here's what i've decided to do and this is gonna this is gonna prove the weirdness of the internet and where things are gonna go Perfect. if anyone comes into the bar that jared works at and orders by name any of the drinks that i have featured on this show I'm asking Jared to write down their name and address and I will send them a prize of some sort. No way. I love that idea. It may never happen, <laughs> but why not? Let's put it yeah. out there. So Jared, I, you may not be watching tonight. Hopefully you'll catch us on the rewind. If somebody comes into the bar that Jared the Dark Jedi works at in Western Pennsylvania 
and orders any of the drinks that have been featured over eight or nine weeks of this show. We have the Yoshi Gen, uh, what is it? the generalist and pineapple? Yes. Um, we have the Loralis trivia stem from when Laura and Alice were here. We have Jerry Juice, the very classic Jerry Juice. The first Jerry one. loves Jerry Juice. Um, <laughs> Jerry has had Jerry Juice on Force Connect a couple of times. It makes me feel good that it's living yes, on. Yes, Um, So if somebody comes into the bar that Jared works at, I don't even know where it's called, what it's called. I don't know where it is. I'm just putting this out there in the world. And we're going to see what happens. The weirdness of the internet. Yeah. If somebody goes into the bar that Jared works at and orders by name, any of the drinks that we have featured on this show, I'm going to ask him to get their name and address and I'm going to send them a prize of some sort. That's incredible. Let's, it's going to be one of us. <laughs> Anyone in the chat? I mean, Great. Bring it on. In fact, Jerry says right here, I'm pointing a road tip to Jared's bar as we speak. <laughs> He's not also like this. Michael said there will be a whole menu of podcast of the world's drinks at the next celebration. Let's do it. That'd That's be right. amazing. And, and I think Jared offered on Around the Galaxy that he was going to bartend and host a party at Celebration. So Let's we're going to talk. We're going to make a thing out of this. So that's Scotty's mustache jacket. I think the reasons <laughs> why are very clear. The members only jacket, the killer sweet stash. And what I love about it too, it's got the grenadine. It's dark at the bottom. Hey, the color fades yeah. at the top. The grenadine. It's got a little bit of that Miami Vice vibe oh, to it. It which does. Is totally, totally on brand for you. So Waterfront dining. <laughs> waterfront dining. All the speedboats we can handle. Oh, So, Nick. Scotty, we're yeah. here. We've we're made here. a drink. We made a drink. We're hanging out. We're hanging out. And I want you to tell our listeners, tell the folks in the live chat, give us a little bit of your Star Wars story, kind of the short version of how you got to Star okay. Wars, your origins. I know you're a prequels kid. Kid, forgive me, that was rude. Um, you're a younger <laughs> fella than I am, but bit. I know the prequels is a big part of you and your Star Wars story. But tell us, you know, how you got to Star Wars and even kind of connect that up to the Bombay cast and the show that you okay. guys do. I'll tell you this much, Nick. The craziest thing about Star Wars is, especially when it comes down to, you know, the journey with it, it was always there growing up. My family's a big Star Wars family. And mm -hmm. um, with that being said, I remember going to see The Phantom Menace growing up. I was too young for the special editions, but we had the VHS. I, I literally still have them right here as we speak. Uh, there's some stuff stacked. I don't want to pull them out just yet. <laughs> but, um, I mean, they're right there, and they've always meant a lot to me. And I remember 1999. I remember I remember 2002. I remember 2005 perfectly. I still have this. I have the ticket hub, like this ticket stub still over there. And, like, I just remember that day so well. I was in third grade, and I remember leaving – our third grade into the school year party and going to see Revenge of the Sith. And like after that point, and I'm sure everyone can, everyone in the chat can speak to this. We thought it was done, like done. That was it. No more Star Wars. Of course we had Clone Wars a couple years later, but I was, I was like, I think seventh grade when that came out. So I wasn't really into it anymore. And um, other things had entered my interests, music, girls, obviously. Uh, and um, I mean, you know, going throughout high school, you really don't stick to that much nerdy fandoms unless it's who you identify and what you do. But sure. back what, where I was going, it really wasn't, you know, I'd, I was a musician kind of kid and I was doing all kind of musical stuff. So that's that, that became my nerdy fandom. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, what we'll talk about today, obviously, <laughs> I'll never forget it for as long as I live when the first Force Awakens trailer dropped. And I don't know what it was in me, November 2014, but literally something in my genetics changed. <laughs> and I like <laughs> the cells started splitting and things well, started to get real different in my body. 
<laughs> Clearly, it was your midichlorian count. Yes, exactly. Exactly, and you know, to speak to that too. I mean, I never heard that there was prequel hate till I got to college, and I never really understood it when I got to college too. And of course, this is when Star Wars came back, so I never really got to see that much of it. And uh, that's one thing I'm thankful for is that it didn't it didn't jade my point of view. Um, Absolutely, uh, just a lot like other people could say that happened to them. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, my my journey kind of just from that point on. I identify with Star Wars way more than anything else. I still obviously play music and Silver Color Knob, and I do a bunch of other fun stuff with music still, but it's taken the back burner in terms of interest and, you know, went to Celebration Orlando. You said you went there too. I'm so shocked mm -hmm. that yeah. we were in the same place the same exact time. <laughs> and then, of course, 2019 Celebration came around. I was already doing stuff in the fandom, but mm -hmm. that's when I met Jerry and literally, and I, I will thank them for the rest of my life, Resistance Broadcast is kind of what brought us together there. And then after that, it it kind of triggered me to have my interest in everything else. And literally, Jerry and I were like, "Let's start a podcast. Why not?" And this is you know back in April, no June of 2019, and we're going to come up on our two year pretty soon. So, That's Nick, fantastic. I I think it's so fun that I've met so many people through just doing this and mm -hmm. meeting someone like you, you know, through Holla Chronicles because you were not a you know you like you said you were not a bomb bad guy and. That's and right. I could talk to the Bombad cast for a moment. If, if you haven't checked us out, I'd imagine a lot of people in the chat have. You know, it's a lot of fun and it gets really weird. And Jerry and I <laughs> let any of those, like, you know, when you have those moments, those, those like instances where, like, well, it could go this way. Well, we always make it go this way, no matter what. There's no hesitation. So no hard, hard left guarantee. Oh, of course, dude. And I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. And Jerry is, I'm not kidding. And I would never, ever say, you know, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars changed my life. I would say the people I've met through Star Wars have changed my life. Absolutely. So I'm just I'm just really thankful that we can do stuff like this and people want to enjoy and be a part of the conversation. That's why I love doing it. No doubt. And I think that you know what you said is hits the nail on the head and probably better than I've heard anybody say it in a while. Star Wars mm -hmm. didn't change your life. The people you've met through Star Wars changed yes. your life. You know, Star Wars, same thing for me. Like Star Wars has always been around. Star Wars obviously always been around for you. But I was born in 78. So like my entire yep. life, Star Wars has wow. always been a thing. I didn't get to experience before Star Wars. It's always been something that I've done. And I've gone through those same journeys, you know, for you talking about, you know, you thought that was all we were going to get. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that was me, you know, with the original trilogy and then going through the 90s and reading all the EU books. And, you know, then when I heard there were going to be more movies, I couldn't contain the excitement. I was in college when the prequels came out and I was <sighs> one of those ones who experienced it, was disappointed by it, never got mm -hmm. to the hatred point, which I think we've mm -hmm. all talked about a lot, you know, with the fandom and the challenges inside of that. Um, but I also love being what is referred to as a reformed prequelist. Like I do appreciate the prequels a lot more than I ever did before mm -hmm. as a part of the bigger story. And there are so many great things. I mean, we're about to get a Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan TV show for crying what out loud. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I, you know, I think a lot of people would say, I mean, not you because there's Jar Jar. Um, but you know, for me, my favorite part of the, prequels even when i wasn't super high on the prequels was ewan mcgregor's obi-wan like of course that was the thing that stood out that was the thing that you know was special but to come back to that point of the connections that are made in the star wars family we talked you know several times in the last couple of weeks about found family in fact you were on as one of the hosts of beyond the blast doors live 
couple of weeks ago, you and David Narzu talked about Ray and Ray Skywalker and that mm-hmm. whole thing. And I'm still a little bit worried that Arzu is going to kill me one day, but, you know, <laughs> but, but I kind of threw out that point and she was like, hold up. I, I disagree. I have something to say. Yeah. And what I love not only about what you guys do in the beyond the blast doors network and all the other shows that y'all have, there's room for dialogue and there's room for dialogue without, you know, the hate and the negativity and the things, because as we've said many times, if star Wars makes me mad, I should get out. Like, what am I doing here? It's not for me. Um, but being able to connect with people, especially in the last year, we've all been at home. We've all been going through something that none of us ever thought we'd ever experience with a global pandemic and quarantines and all these different things. So to be able to connect even more now, I joke all the time that force connect on Friday nights is the bar that I've gotten to go hang out with at You're the so last right. year with friends, because normally in real life, you know, we'd get to go out, you know, leave the kids with a babysitter and go have some drinks with friends. Of course. We can't do that right now. So now I get to do that with my star Wars friends or, mm-hmm. you know, and so the connecting points in the fandom is what makes it. It's all about, you know, being able to connect with each other, whether it's through a podcast, whether it's through, you know, the magic of the software to host an internet TV show from my yeah, laptop. Exactly. Like, it's wild. <laughs> you know, we're going to try something new tonight that we haven't done on podcast of the wheels. And I figured mm-hmm. it out. Thanks to you. We're going to see how it goes in a minute. We'll buckle up. But that's the connecting point of star Wars. Star Wars didn't change my life. The people I've met through star Wars right. have changed my life. And so you said it fantastically. And I thank you for that. Of course. Why, uh, wise words, grasshopper. See, that's the thing. You know, you, you spend your so much you spend so much time studying and thinking about Star Wars, and you know, might be a little neurotic. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I I tend to think about this. Let's say if your brain occupies 100 percent of the space, I'm not kidding. 30 percent of it daily is just like reflecting on Star Wars or what's coming up next and what can I right. talk about, you know, and it's just there's so much that, that goes into it. And you know, if it's 30% of it is Star Wars, but hopefully 30% of it's positive too. So just make sure it's it's good thoughts and thoughts that don't, you know, exhaust you. And I'm I'm looking forward to celebration. I told you before we started, I'm going to Galaxy's Edge in April and I'm beyond excited <laughs> because I cleared out all my collection to bring more stuff in, you know? It's just it's just part of it. it it's fun to be a part of this fandom right now. And it's going to stay that way, obviously, because we've got uh, a bunch of great people making new Star Wars. So absolutely, and can't there's so it. much more to be excited about and things to look forward to. Which, of course. as a content creator, if I can call myself that, I'm super thankful about that because I'll be honest, there was a moment right before I started doing these Sunday night live shows where we were doing every Friday, we were doing a Mando recap show, like yeah. all of the other 76,000 Star Wars podcasts <laughs> out there. Uh, and when we got to that last episode, I had that real moment of panic of like, what are we going to talk about now? Like, yeah, I've gotten really excited about being consistent and pushing yeah. the show and, you know, connecting with more folks and doing it more regularly. And all of a sudden there was this roadblock coming right in front of me. Oh yeah. And so, you know, like a lot of things you kind of pivot and, you know, there's still moments when I sit there and I go, you know, I've got guests lined up or I look to the list that of folks I've got coming up in the next few weeks uh-huh. and I look at those empty spots and I'm going, <sighs> how, how much farther do I get to do this? But you know I what? It. It's it's fun. I'm going to keep doing it till I don't get to. And if I start bringing folks back and we have all-star weeks, we'll have all-star weeks. We'll do it every yes. year But that's the fun of it because when it's fun and it's genuine, 
I mean, I'm not dying to do this to replace my job. If I thought that was a possibility, it'd be way nicer than it is right now. Of course, of course. I'm doing it because it's fun. And that's why most of us do it is because we love it. It's fun. And it's something we're passionate about. So why not push it? Why not figure out ways to have more fun with the thing you're passionate about? And I see that in you guys' show. Now, I feel like with you guys, you're going to go forever because the twists and turns that your show takes... We're, it you're just not does. running out of stuff, but no, but. no. And there's moments where like literally the day before we go live or do something, we're like, what are we doing? And then like, <laughs> like Pete always jokes about Pete's like, I'm not even sure if they know what they're doing on this episode. <laughs> and you're right, Pete. A lot of the time you're right. But, but that's the thing, you know, as long as you can still enjoy it and you still got people that want to hang out and talk to you. I mean, by all means, it's, it's something that's a communal experience. And, you can see right now it's happening and it's an absolute blast. So I love it. I don't know. Absolutely. And, All right. and gonna... like you said, it gets some, uh, sometimes it gets some viral things out of you, you know, and there we go. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I start, started to tip my hat almost too soon. Um, trying, trying to get prepared here. And if you're not yeah. watching live right now, if you're listening on the podcast audio version tomorrow, it's fine. Nothing happened. Move along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Um, but I agree with you completely. And there's so much fun and talking even about connections. And that's what I want to mm-hmm. kind of use as our transition into our top seven list, our top seven list tonight. Um, I threw at you and right away you were like, Oh heck yes. I want to do oh, this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your We're going to, we're going to talk about your top seven star Wars viral moments and viral okay. moments are a newer thing in our culture because viral moments really are a product of, the internet, but the internet more in the YouTube age and in the social media age and the ability for instant communication, instant contact. And I thought about that and I have a thought about that that I want to bring back up later, but talking about connection and I want to get to that as we get into this list and some of the things that, you know, connections. Um, but I want to jump in and I don't, I'm not ready for that. I'm teasing like in a weird way, not, not <laughs> intending to tease like this, but we're going to jump in. We're going to do your top seven Star Wars viral moments. If you're watching the stream right now, bear with me. I'm about to put some images up on the screen. Oh, excited. And, and I, I figured this out because Scotty told me how, like at one o'clock today, <laughs> I, and I was like, hey, how do I do this to try and add, you know, this element of what we're doing? So your number seven Star Wars viral moment is BB-8 rolling on stage at Celebration in Anaheim in 2015. So I remember this very well. This is before the trailer we got with Chewie and Han. Chewie were home. This is like right before they actually dropped that trailer. And there was still a lot of mystery going around with, you know, what what this movie was going to be about, you know, where it was going. We knew some, we knew so little about it. And this in particular... (laughs) It's true, David. (laughs) Um, And, and, uh, you know, this moment was incredible because we all thought that little droid rolling on the ball that really briefly saw for two seconds was, uh, was obviously CGI and that's never going to be real. And here we are watching the live stream. I'll never forget where I was. So this is is a quick little story. Me and my buddy Chase, we did a 12 hour road trip from Hammond, Louisiana to Nashville, Tennessee. Well, we stayed in a smoker's room in Nashville. We stayed at like a, a hotel that was like $25 a night. It was just like, you name it, it, everything ratchet. I mean, it was just gross. 
and uh, we were we were nineteen <laughs> at the time, and we just didn't have the money to do anything. And so we drove up there, and we stayed at this place called the Roadway Inn, and it was just <laughs> the best place to stay. And there was a smoker's room, and I got an upper respiratory infection because we stayed yeah. there for like five days straight. So I, we come <laughs> back, and it was like April end of or beginning mm-hmm. middle of April, and yeah. that's of course I'm laying in bed, and I'm like, oh, let's watch this live stream and this moment happens and it literally blew me away. This is whenever I thought, okay, you know, we saw the, the force awakens teaser trailer like that. That's great and all, but this is when I'm like, star Wars is, you know, innovating again. We're mm-hmm. back. This, this is, so, this is a reality. What we are looking at is a hundred percent real. It's practical. That was the tagline for all of star Wars of force awakens. It's practical. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's true. I mean, literally BB eight is now, a huge staple in Star Wars, as big as some would say other really big things in Star Wars is. So I'll never forget seeing this for the first time. Nick, do you have anything? Do you remember seeing this or no? Yeah. And I was going to say, I don't know. I didn't go to that celebration. That was Anaheim in 15. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure that at some point I was probably working. And so I think, I think they streamed some of it. I know Mm -hmm. I tried to watch the Chicago streams in 19, yeah. Um that they kind of that was something they added as they went. But whether I saw this when it happened or it was one of those things that like the next day, like Good Morning America, like they featured it or on yeah. the Today show, it was featured as because it was such a big deal. And exactly what you said. When I saw that first effect in that very first teaser trailer, it was that really hurried BB eight on Jakku, you know, bouncing past the thing, <laughs> looking at the camera and keep going. Mm-hmm. And the immediate first thought I had was like, okay, computer, new robot. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And it's neat. You know, the concept yeah. was still neat, but it didn't impress me no. the way it ultimately did when they did this, when it rolled out, you know, and that was, and I think exactly what you said, that big tagline being it's real. Mm-hmm. And for me, the hardest thing when it came down to it about the prequels was how cartoony it felt because sure. they went off the deep end with green screen, blue screen, Yes. CGI. And what mm-hmm. I grew up with was exactly what George Lucas says. And especially in those early documentaries about the original trilogy, it needed to be a galaxy that felt lived in. Mm-hmm. It wasn't shiny. It wasn't perfectly spranky. Like he was on Tatooine and he was a farmer. Everything was dusty and broken and mm-hmm. cobbled together. Um, so when they came out and he rolled out on stage independently. There wasn't like a puppet. There wasn't, Mm-mm. you know, it was just as good as an R2 rolling out there with somebody behind the stage with the control. That was one of those holy cow aha moments. And it was, it was brilliant. It really was. And I think that drove that early hype as much as anything. Well, not as anything else, because we're going to get into some of those with force awakens in a minute, <laughs> but it really was one of those things that you're like, Oh, and it felt like to me, and I think where it spoke to me the most was the innovation aspect of it. Oh, that early innovation, early innovation in the original trilogy was like we talked about with Yoshi last week, inventing, you know, these new techniques, you know, kit bashing and building a Death Star trench Mm -hmm. on ping pong tables in a parking lot in California and driving past it with a Jeep and a camera to turn around (laughs) and make that the shot that you get. Yeah. That was the same thing. They're innovating the actual technology to make something that rolls where the head stays on top. And it's, it's not incredible. Like you could pick it's it's brilliant. And it's it's amazing. It's, it's the inspiration that drove Star Wars. And I think that's part of what drives the rest of it 
now and is continuing yeah. to drive it, even with things like the volume. The volume is a digital effect, it's but incredible. it's worlds different than blue screen and green screen. And it allows them mm -hmm. to do more things and make it more accurate and realistic. Like there's not one part of the Mandalorian that I've watched in two seasons where I stopped and went, mm, that feels mm. like a computer. Yep. It, it hits. And I think that's well, started that's the thing. with this. Exactly. They, they promised us it would be more rooted in, in physical things. And this is mm -hmm. the definition of it right here. And I never forget, I believe the same panel, they showed uh, JJ's brief drawing. It was a little circle on top. Circle. Uh -huh. He was like, I want to make this happen on an, on a, yep. like a, a napkin. And like, it's just to me, you know, JJ did one of the most incredible things. I don't, I don't care what anyone has to say about his movies, but in terms of bringing Star Wars back, he did it and he Absolutely. did it uh, better than anyone else could have. And like, I mean, look at this, that got character that we're looking at now is now so important and so iconic. And I'm going to Galaxy's Edge, I'm going to see him there. And you know what I mean? Like, and I can go Unreal. build one of his kind yep. there. When the Sphero Absolutely. came out, I, I spent, I spent 150 bucks and bought it. Like it <laughs> just was so impressive and incredible for the time. And um, you, I mean, also Nick with this as well, you got to think about it in context too. 2015, I mean, you, you're starting to see a really big shift in terms of uh, filmmaking. Things are starting to look a little more realistic. And then The mm -hmm. Force Awakens came out, and there was, I mean, the movie, I think, would, I would say, in terms of CGI, is probably one of the best-looking Star Wars movies because of how how well it still stands up. And, well, and yeah, yeah, I agree. And, to and that's even part of shout, it. Yeah, and to shout out again, last week I had Yoshi Vu on, and Yoshi yeah. talked, you know, the work that he does the work that he did on rise of Skywalker on the remnants of death star Two. Oh, it's insane. You know, it's brilliant. But what I love so much in this new era of star Wars and especially in the sequel trilogy is you take the best of both worlds, take the mm -hmm. digital aspects and take the practical elements, you know, watching, I love, I'm a sucker for behind the scenes. I've talked about that many times when you watch that stuff and like John Boyega talking about the first time he showed up, and saw the practical set of the Millennium Falcon and he got to walk on it and like lost his mind. I'm like, John Boyega is all of us. Like, I don't yeah. know what I would, I don't know what you're going to do when you go to galaxy's oh, I, edge. I'm not ready. And it's right there in front of you. I don't, I'm going to cry as a 50 year old man at some point, whenever I oh, get yeah. there and it's just brilliant. So to take the technology we have, but also bring in practical effect and to mesh those together to me feels very much like what George did in the seventies and eighties making the original mm -hmm. trilogy. And I love this and frame me through this in the comments. Didn't JJ say they didn't have a practical DO when they shot Tross, but then they figured it out in time for celebration to have it on stage. And again, the, the ability for, and again, the unsung heroes that worked on creating an actual BB eight that you could run with oh, yeah. remote control out on a stage. Um, the, Folks, the, these guys, their whole job is like, yeah, I figured out how to make that a real thing. Like I took a drawing <laughs> that J.J. Abrams made on a napkin and I made it a real thing that you can do. Like, it's just, it's wild. It's wild. Um, it's amazing. Well, speaking of wild, we're going to jump into number six and we're going to continue with this Force Awakens um, love. Number six is the Chewie were home moment from the Force Awakens trailer. Oh my God. The best. <laughs> it's oh. so good and i want to hear you tell me about it why it's so good for you because i'm going to come in right behind you and follow up well we know we know how much was depending on this one premiere alone and like what a what a perfect way to not reveal any of the story you know 
and they had like Mark Hamill's uh, on in that trailer in particular. They had Mark Hamill doing that overall dialogue and stuff, and then and we've got this right here is the the ending shot, you know, it fades to black, Chewie, mm-hmm. and then it fades in, <laughs> we're home, and Chewbacca makes a noise, then it goes down, goes the Star Wars theme. It's just like. That that moment for me, and you've seen trailer reactions and stuff. I'd imagine back then when I had it, I'd probably jumped and fist bumped. And I remember I was being I was sick as a dog, and I'm like, no way they just did that. No way they just did that. Because this this was something that I think fans have wanted for I guess I think fans wanted this more than they wanted Return of the Jedi. I mean, like they people wanted this them older and them dealing with being older and you know ultimately some people like the uh final product i loved it some people might not have but this it's undeniable this was the moment that the hype for the force awakens skyrocketed we were all really looking forward to it december couldn't come any sooner but when they showed this oh my god (laughs) i'd imagine anyone that the uh the uh, chat can say to this too, and you got to think, Nick. You were you were a young kid when you were seeing Han Solo in theaters. Like you said, you were born in '78, right. so you you were seven when uh no no, you were five when yeah Return five. Of the Jedi. Okay, mm-hmm. remember seeing it? I saw yes. We okay. I did not. I saw Return of the Jedi at a drive-in theater in the back of my parents' station wagon. Okay, in, so, in Central Illinois. And that's that's the same people you saw then too. So that was that's a like your brain automatically goes back to yep. you know our mind goes back to the VHSs looking at these two characters, and it mm-hmm. was just and I think you know like I said, there's a moment where you can kind of recall your fandom, you know, kind of came back or you remember that it had didn't leave you. This is one of the right. ones I remember it was like okay. I'm, I'm really deep into this now. I remember going on a Star Wars leaks after that. I was like, ev- like I was like, <laughs> I wanted everything Star Wars right now. And the wait from this point to the movie was was intense from April to December. So, uh, oh my Absolutely. god, dude, it was well, insane. I'm trying to remember. Surely by the time we got this trailer, they had already put out the picture of them at the read through that black and white picture of us. So we knew that Harrison was going to be there. Sure. And, and for me as an original trilogy kid, that was one, like I knew the stories about how Han Solo didn't really want to do return of the Jedi and how he Mm -hmm. wanted, you know, it's canon lore that, you know, Harrison Ford was ready to be done. He felt like his character was over. And so, I saw him in that read through, but at that or at that picture that they put up, but you still didn't really know what are we going to get. Sure. And we're going to come to the next clip in a minute as, you know, a similar connecting point to this. But this for me, like this is that moment where my heart stopped for a second. Oh, like, dude, as an original trilogy kid to see these two characters in this ship, in this mm-hmm. moment, I didn't care what Chewie were home meant. Yeah. To yeah. me, I to me, I was home. Like that's what it felt like. Like I was home, and it was that thing where JJ Abrams was saying to me, Hey, you, the kid that grew up with this <laughs> and worship these guys, this is for you. They're back. And uh, yeah, we're back, baby. We're back. Like it, that's what it felt like. And it was one of those, you know, the warm fuzzies, if you want to call it. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was legit. It was so good. And it was, and I'll say this. I don't remember where I was when I saw this. I don't yeah. remember what the stage and status of my life was. I have kids. I have job. I have, you know, yeah. it didn't, it didn't stick, but the moment stuck. Yes. The ability to go the same thing. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute when we get to the next one, but like it hit, it was one of those things that I went, 
that's the character I know. See, that's and one of you know, remember seeing the link to my dad and my mom, and like they were like, "Yep, yeah, this is going to be amazing," and it's and it was amazing. I mean, this movie, I think. You know, they said the Phantom Menace, and I was too young to recall it, had the most hype. But but my my college years, the everyone besides Endgame or Infinity War, sure. this was the movie that people were like, this is going to be the movie that defies a generation. And 2015 was the year for it. And everything following it, I mean, The Force Awakens had such a high that I, I – I still think we're living off of it right now. And I agree, right? It, it, you felt like you were home when they said that moment, man, we are back. Mm-hmm. The characters That's we right. wanted to see are back. And I mean, even the delivery of Harrison Ford, you know, it was, was <laughs> just perfect. It was all so good. Absolutely. And, and to, you know, to then get to see the movie and to see Han Solo back, oh. like he was still Han Solo. And oh, what he was we know, like, too. You know, we you see, you know, you see Harrison Ford interviews, and he's a curmudgeon, and he's a grouchy. You know, he mm-hmm. he's earned his right to be a grouchy curmudgeon, but like, and th- that's interesting to me too because we know that the indie movie has started shooting or is about to, and I'm so interested because indie oh, yeah. was the other thing that was my childhood. I can't wait to see, you know, how does that go? But mm-hmm. to see him in those interviews and to know how he felt about Star Wars for so long. And then for him to kind of circle back as Force mm-hmm. Awakens came out and got the acclaim that it did. And he had those, you know, softening moments of like recognizing publicly like, yeah, this was a big deal for me. And it got me yeah. where I am today. And, you know, the things especially he said about Carrie and after Carrie died and, you know, all of that, like, that's what you want. That's what you want mm-hmm. from your heroes. And you want it from, you know, Han Solo or Harrison Ford or whoever. Um but it was just one of those moments that you're just like, there it is. Like all it, I know to do is to pump my fists and freak out. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It, it was a tremendous thing to experience live. I think Absolutely. it's the thing that if whenever I have kiddos and, and I'm sure, you know, if they're ever big star Wars fans, this is the thing I'll say, this is what did it for me. It is what mm-hmm. got me back. This is what you got your dad crazy. Okay. This is the moment. <laughs> this is it right this is here. where it started. Well, right here. And it's funny. <laughs> you mentioned before talking about the prequels, and you kind of said, you know, your parents have talked about, you know, when the prequels came out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in college when the prequels came out and mm-hmm. I will never forget. And somebody else I've listened to recently mentioned or talked about this. But when the trailer dropped for Phantom Menace. Oh, I heard the story. Yeah, I was in college. I went to a college where, you know, part of the whole deal to reel you in and get you to go to college. There's like everybody gets a free computer and you get a free trip uh, abroad after your junior uh-huh. year. You're going to pay yeah. for it, but it feels like it's free. Yeah. And so <laughs> everybody had Gateway 2000 tower computers in the cow print box, like the whole deal. And the, the dorm that I lived in had T1 Internet access. And that was a big deal in 1997. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And so when that trailer dropped in what 99, early 99, uh-huh. late 98, uh-huh. whenever it was, I loaded that trailer up and I had to wait. And I watched that bar on QuickTime work its way across until it because you could start watching it, but when it got to the well, point where it wasn't do, downloaded, yeah. so you had to wait. And I waited yeah. like four hours for that cool. thing to download <laughs> on the school T1, like. And it was that thing like, don't you close this window because if it starts over, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but waiting until that finally downloaded so I could watch it now, literally 22 years ago. Oh. And 
you know, you watch that trailer and that moment then was the doors open and mall standing there and that double bladed lightsaber goes. And just, you know, that was that jaw dropping, mind blowing moment. So speaking of jaw dropping minds being blown, let's go to number five, number five for you. It's the first force awakens trailer on black Friday. See, (laughs) so wait real (laughs) quick. This is great because there's a really good story with this, right? And and especially because of this, and I know the the, the big part of this is the Force Awakens, but everyone in the everyone in the chat has to realize this that this was kind of what got me back. And this trailer in particular was the one that I would say, uh, I mean, like I said, the last one, the one that got me fully involved. But mm-hmm. this is the one that was that seed. All right, let's plant the seed there. And I'll never forget where I was. So this is kind of a, a kind of a long story, but my grandfather had been struggling with uh, mesothelioma and he had right. lung cancer for at this, at that point, 2014, he had it for 12 years. Right. And he actually lived uh, four more years after that. He lived up. No, he lived up 2016. I don't know exactly okay. how many years that would yeah. have been. I guess two years after that. So he was in MD Anderson and um, we went and visited him for Thanksgiving. And it was, uh, he was staying at the little place that they let you stay at there in Houston. And we're there, we're visiting family, and I'll never forget, we were all, I'm like, you know what's coming out tomorrow, y'all, it's going to be the fourth, can't wait to go see this trailer, uh, can't wait to see this movie in theaters whenever it comes out in December, blah, 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 we knew all this, and I'll never forget that night going to sleep, I heard you would have to, you would see it a little bit earlier if it, if it came on the Apple Trailers app, and I don't know how legitimate that was, so uh-huh. I had the Apple oh. Trailers app, and I was like refreshing it every few seconds, and I was on Reddit looking at r slash Star Wars, and it was like, the trailer's up. So I went out there and watched it. Never forget. It was like 6.30 or 7 in the morning. And I mm-hmm. went to the bathroom because we we're staying at a hotel. And my dad and my stepmom were still sleeping. And I remember being in the bathroom. And I had it like at 50%. <laughs> and I'm watching it. And of course, you know, uh, uh, what's the first image? It's Finn. You know, he pops up. And then it, it was like, whoa, this is going to be cool. A stormtrooper with no helmet. Oh, that's great. And then you cut to all the other things that you see. You see Ray in the speed. You see BB-8. You see Kylo Ren in the forest. And then the second you see the Falcon and the, and the actual theme starts playing, man, I'll, I will never forget that. I was sitting on the toilet. I was looking at the photo of the lab and I was like, no way. And so I watched maybe, maybe 20 times, just kept watching. I'm like, what does this mean? Where could this go? And then I remember going back out of the bathroom and I remember my dad had just woken up and I'm like, dad, dad, real quick. I want to show you all this. <laughs> you got to check this out. Uh, and I showed it to him. He goes, no effing and I'm like, it's back. It's going to be so cool. And that was, yeah, that was the seed right there. That was it. Mm -hmm. That That was was it it for me. Oh my God. What about you, Nick? Well, and you know, I pulled, this was an image I pulled from YouTube and Google, um, you know, reaction videos, which we're about to get deep into some reaction videos (laughs) here in the next couple of things. But this was, well, there are two moments. This was a big moment on this screen. This guy's watching, when Kyle, when that lightsaber, that red blade came out, and for that split second hesitation, and then those other two came out, and you know, collectively everybody's minds were blown. Why? How? And, you know, what? It became such a deal. Um, I love the clip, and it shows up every now and then where Stephen Colbert is sitting at his desk yeah. and he does the drawing of like, it's not that hard. This is how it works. It's not this. It's this. I love <laughs> Stephen Colbert for exactly reasons like that. Um, but. In that trailer for me, same thing. It came out on a Black Friday um, in 20, gosh, 2014, right there uh, on the screen. Mm-hmm. Came out Black Friday, 2014. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. It was the day after Thanksgiving. And I think 
as a SEC college football person, and I know you can feel me on this. Yes. There was a weird, dumb, dark period where they moved the Iron Bowl to Black Friday instead mm-hmm. of the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Remember that. Mm-hmm. This may have been in that window of time. So my thoughts at that point were mostly on the Iron Bowl. We've got a big game coming up. It doesn't mean anything other than I'm going to make sure. food, drink beer, and watch football with my friends. Yeah. But this was a big deal. This was Star Wars. It was still something that was huge. And so I had no idea what to expect. We had seen the cast photo. We had seen, you know, the time. And I didn't do, I mean, even now I barely know how to navigate Reddit. That's something that yeah. makes me an old makes me an old person in my yard screaming <laughs> at cars driving fast. <laughs> But I didn't, you know, and I'm, I have no problems with leaks, but I feel like my, my mode personally is if it's something officially put out, if it's a Disney trailer, they're not going to tip their hand. If it's mm-hmm. behind the scenes footage that they've sanctioned, they're not going to tip their hand. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about that stuff. And that's what I usually stick to because I do want the experience. I do want, especially as I get older and try to, <laughs> As David said, what's a red hit? <laughs> I feel you. I feel you, Dave. I feel you. I'm right there with you. I can you. teach you, old man. But that trailer came out. And so, like we said, yeah. we had BB-8, that bouncy, you know, that like, okay, this is new. And then Same you thing. saw the first order of Stormtroopers, too. You saw their helmets the, the first The new time. helmets, that's that. right. Mm-hmm. You get Finn popping up. Yeah. Without a helmet. That right was the speeder. Mm-hmm. And honestly... And as cer- certainly as somebody who lives in the South, in the South but also as somebody who's seen star Wars my whole life. Like it was a black guy in a stormtrooper. Uh-huh. Like, that was a new big thing. It was amazing. Like, we, hadn't, we hadn't had that before. That was something yeah. else to be excited about. Like we're changing star Wars. We're adding layers to star Wars. We're bringing in people to star Wars. That's important. That's a big deal. But for me, again, the original trilogy part of me showing when that shot that closes that trailer of the Millennium Falcon burst through and that fanfare hits, I was done. Like it was done. I, I don't care if the Iron Bowl was that day. I saw the Millennium Falcon do this crazy flip fly, oh, whatever, and the camera, and the camera oriented oh, behind it. I was God. cooked. Like and the ties, boom, come by the frame. right behind it. Yeah, that, that was the best. Cuts through. It was phenomenal, and that was a big deal. And again. I don't remember most of what was, you know, I, did I watch it when I woke up on my phone that morning? Probably. I don't really yeah. remember. Yeah. But I remember seeing that scene and seeing that shot of the ship that I have loved with my whole heart and my whole life. And again, we were home. We were back. Like it, it went, okay, I, sh- I can get more excited about this thing that I was a little bit hesitant about uh-huh. based on what happened in the prequels. You say, yeah, you know. It. Back to the viral thing, too. I mean, that's the first time I ever saw a trailer reaction was that mm-hmm. priest that watched it, this guy that watched yes. it. I mean, there was a bunch of people that 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 had watched it, and I was like, these things are great. These reaction videos are cool because it wasn't just me feeling this way. And at the time, it felt a little like that because this community had not been formed yet, the community I associate myself with now. And, of course, the community at large was uh, still kind of hurt from the prequels for some reason. But, I mean, that I can expect that, you know, how people feel about them. But to have this community kind of form back, oh, this was this was <laughs> is the catalyst for me. And then, Absolutely. of course, the speculations. I was I was a big follower of Star Wars Newsnet then. And, like, mm-hmm. I had their tweets. Like, every time they tweeted, I would, I would get notified. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so, so special. The speculation is that Luke with the lightsaber. That That's was right. a big discussion. Uh, I just, 
Oh, I'll never forget, man. It was so, so cool. Who's the who's the voiceover? Who the hell is that guy? You know, who is that? Oh, guy? oh. Well, man, and again, and for me, at my core, that first Black Friday teaser trailer, mm-hmm. that gave me, you know, to use a very Star Wars word, that gave me hope. That gave me yeah, the opportunity sure. to be to get a little bit excited because I wasn't <sighs> sure because the prequels were not what I thought they were going to be. I got over it. I'm happy about the prequels now. But in those moments leading up, I was like, I hope this is going to, you know, and I wasn't sour about it. I wasn't sour about it coming in, but there was just that little nagging part of me that was like, I hope this is going to be good. And of course it was too. Forgot about the X-Wings going across the water. Across the water. Like just, it it happened. It came. um, It it was exactly what I hoped for. So that's a fantastic moment. As we jump to number four, we're going to get super recent with December, 2020. And the earnings call, the Disney earnings call. <laughs> <laughs> and this is oh. when, for, for my listeners, the audio podcast, for those of you who are watching in the live chat, and if you're not familiar with Scotty and with the Bombadcast. I'm sorry. You shouldn't be. This is, why, this is why you're here, and this is why we're doing this, my friend. Oh, my God. Scotty is a reaction trailer king. And this isn't even the best one. It's we're not co- on purpose. Co- it's it's coming. It's not on purpose, and that's what I love about you. I don't know you personally, other than our interactions over the last year or so. But what I know about Scotty J. Rowe is this is a man who lives his life, heart and emotions on his sleeves. Yes. It's as genuine as he can be, and it shows. And I'm going to talk about this on the next one, especially. But like, as what I forget what movie he's a happy child. Like you're a happy child. You're a happy person. <laughs> Yep. And when something hits you, you are in. This is one mm-hmm. scene. I forget how long that call in the stream that you guys did was. I watched it live. I was cooking dinner in my kitchen. This one, I do know where I was. I was in the kitchen. <laughs> I had my phone sitting on top of the coffee maker. And I was watching this <laughs> cooking dinner. And this, like, I'm going to put some links in the show notes for this for people to check yeah. out. Like. I need you to talk about it because I'm doing a lot of talking about this moment. But the December 2020 earnings call was when Disney Plus started talking about the upcoming slate of things. Hold on. I have to bring this up because it's important. Framey said, Scotty is the human equivalent of pouring a packet of Mentos into a bottle of diet. Capping it. (laughs) Been waiting for it to pop. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. So, please tell us about this moment for you. Viral sensation, Scotty J. Rowe. This whole day was insane. Because I remember looking at it and then saying the earnings call is going to be streamed, which it's never been streamed before right. using video, right? And I was like, this this could be a big day. Mm-hmm. And Celebration obviously was postponed. Comic-Con was postponed. I mean, everything that these things, D23, all these things that were announced this day would have all been announced separately in their own little you know pockets right. of fandom. And it would have been way less uh condensed it would have been you know more spread out so this day came and i'll never forget i was messaging in our network group chat and i was like hey we should really cover cover this this day um i think it's gonna be a lot bigger than we expect and you know and this is nothing against my my people i work with crickets no response no response okay so crickets all right here we go a <laughs> couple hours before i'm like david 
we've got to put something out this this could be really big and like i see that people that like you know jordan mason and some people that are in the in the know are like this is going to be a big day i would watch right and so the second it starts i'm watching it and like it shows the disney plus slate it shows like all the the discussions that are going on and the second it said 10 new things from Marvel about 10 new 10 new uh series from Star Wars. I never forget I texted like you have we have to live stream this. We have to. Mm-hmm. So then of course Josh <laughs> and David were pulling something together or getting visuals together and we start and it was about I think 40 minutes in and we were kind of watching every other thing and talking and there's my boy Eric Cottom in the background one of my best <laughs> friends there. Uh he's my big Star Wars dude and and uh Nick when I say and, I, and I'm not joking. After this event happened, um, me and Eric were on the phone the next day. And I said, Eric, um, is it bad for me to say that that might be one of the greatest days of my life? <laughs> because <laughs> what we got, y'all, is a guarantee of Star Wars for 10 plus years. Not that I was worried about it. But to have this be confirmed and to have 10 things announced that no one expected. Okay. We knew Andor was coming. We knew Kenobi was coming. And I think think bad bat maybe but that was about it yeah and we, we got that bat. so many different things nick that reaction I, that's the thing too people don't realize this if they haven't been to a celebration we get these kind of announcements over five five whole days right right and you're not as overwhelmed but look at you the face of that man right there you got <laughs> it we got it in less than and i counted it 24 minutes we got 10 yes. things announced and like five more things alluded to i mean that within itself might be that that'll never I don't think that'll ever happen for as long as we live. And especially because <laughs> of this reaction video, I, I did not mean to be over the top. And I think a lot of people are upset or they say like, oh, he's so this is so fake. Uh, if you really know me, you would know that I get excited uh, over the drop of a handkerchief. Like, <laughs> like literally, I I am always hyped to do anything and, and talk and whatever, like, you know, doing these kind of things. But this moment, man, this 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 moment, and you know, I I'm not my goal is not to become viral or for people to see this and think, oh man, we we should you know make sure we watch this guy more often. No, it's just because this was just so huge on me because I didn't think we'd get anything like this ever, and here we are. <laughs> Crazy. Um, oh, it's unbelievable. And I, a couple of points I want to make. One, yeah. Kathy Kennedy, y'all, just saying. She's we, the best. We stand a queen. Oh, Number yeah. Two, if you think this one shot that I pulled from the YouTube and screenshotted to put up on here, I'm encouraging all of you to go watch this whole video. Scotty started this video with a blazer on. Scotty ends this video in a completely different shirt. Like, uh, gets up and walks off camera to change shirts. Yeah. Like, it's real. It's like a James Brown performance, is what it is. It was You're like the James Brown of reaction trailers in Star Damn. Wars. Like, I need somebody to come in at the end of this video, <laughs> put a cape around your shoulders, and help you off the stage. Exactly. That's, that's what awesome. we need here. Oh, it was fantastic. It was so much fun. It was exciting, of course, to get the information that was coming, but it was exciting oh. to watch your reaction to that and to see. Again, pure joy. That's what it comes down to. And we talk and about the, Star Wars all the time. And if Star Wars makes you mad, what are you doing here? That's not happening to Scotty J. Rowe. Like, no. Star Wars is joy. And it should be joy. It's supposed to be fun. 
and it's communal, right? I mean, literally, we would have gotten this at a celebration, and it wouldn't have looked as weird at a celebration because celebration you would have had thousands <laughs> everybody else of doing it people. too. <laughs> yeah, so you're watching this, and you're like, how could someone be so excited or get this emotional over it? I mean, you got to realize this is this doesn't happen often. This is like, at least to me, this is like when something happens at a national level like mm-hmm. we make it to mars one day i mean this is right. gonna be my reaction to that too because it's no this doubt. this community i belong to is is being justified in what we love and what we do and you're you're also right i have never screamed i screamed so much this day at school the next day i was hoarse and my legs were weak so i i, I can't help it and that and that's genuine. Like there's no oh, yeah. other way to look at it. And so I want to use that as our transition into number three. Uh-huh. And number three is legit. And I've got to make sure that we're ready for this. This is the Rise of Skywalker tra- trailer at Celebration in Chicago in 2019. There is video again. I'm going to put links in the show notes. A lot of our folks that are watching live with us tonight have seen these videos. But if you haven't, if you're listening on the audio this week. You absolutely have to go check this out. I screen. I watched this video. I probably took ten different screenshots of different reactions, <laughs> and I had a really hard time figuring out which one I was going to use. And That's I want you one. to talk about this moment because this moment in particular, like this, was from a video that you guys have on your channel. But like, I knew your face before I knew who the Bombag cast was because your reaction ended up in, and I can't remember, and you can tell me. I don't know if it was a Star Wars compilation that StarWars.com put out. Somewhere, somebody put out a compilation that came across my phone somewhere on the lines. And so I knew, like, the first time I watched Bombadcast, I went, that's that guy from the reaction (laughs) video. But you were there. Please tell us about that. Nick, if I can explain this day to you any better than... uh, You you summarized it perfectly in terms of of the hype behind it because this this right here okay let me tell you a brief story so thursday at celebration i had just met a bunch of people that i had known through twitter it was a great day and of course as i'm walking in i'm walking into the convention late for some reason i'll tell you that story real quick too and uh i'm running to jerry jerry and i like let's watch this trailer together we had the ability to go see on the showroom floor which is my preferred viewing because that's where a lot of people are in a much more compact area. You're right. You know, you can see it. I mean, look at this. There's a ton of people there and uh, Jerry are the shoulders that I'm touching uh, in front <laughs> of me. And um, the crazy thing was this day I had told Katie how important this day was going to be. This is the, you know, celebration every, every year has like one day you, you want to be there for it. Like one real big day and all the other panels are pretty good. This is the day I was like, we have to be there. And of course, Katie leaves her phone on the Uber. Okay, so she thinks, oh, I left and, my and phone I'll, in the and Uber. Let, and let me and let me pull you in over Chicago. real quick. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Katie, yes. your girlfriend, love, yes. lovely lady in your life. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, if you go and watch the actual video, you see Katie's arm in a black sweatshirt or jacket or shirt of some sort, caressing your shoulders, comforting you. And I love Katie for that moment alone. Like Ooh. she knew, she recognized, she saw yep. you in this moment and went. <laughs> That's my man, and I'm here for him. That's big right there. That's real you big. You know what, right Nick? There. You're right. And and Please that continue. morning, that morning, I was so intense because you know, 
<laughs> uh, she had left her phone in the Uber. So then she thinks, oh, because she didn't remember her Apple password, we can do find my phone. Nope. She We go back to the Airbnb, and it's not in the Airbnb where she thought it was. And we get back, and we, we call another Uber to take us to the other Uber who had just – I mean, it was – I think at the end of the day, it was 150 bucks an Uber because there was like a severance pay. We found the phone. It's great. We're an hour and a half later than we thought we would because I wanted to be right at the front of the stage to see this, but we got somewhere in the middle. Now, I'm very happy it ended up this way because we were in the perfect spot to see like three different screens. Last time we saw the TLJ trailer at 17, we could only see one screen and it was terrible. We were way too close up. So all that being said, my, my, uh, my, I guess, hype on this was so high because I knew what we're going to get and we didn't even know the name to this movie. We had no idea what this movie was going to be about or the name. We knew nothing about this movie, which was so incredible. And then you're sitting there and you're watching it and you, you feel the tension in the room. And and that's what I tell my kids. Mr. Jaro, why were you crying? Why are you crying when you were watching this? They they And like Jerry said, yeah, man, they they don't get how powerful this was. This is, in this moment, you're looking at probably about 10,000 people sharing a moment that'll be so unforgettable. And it is, to this day, the most well-constructed trailer of all time. I will argue that till I die. (laughs) It blows every other Star Wars trailer out of the water because you finally get to see all three of our our new heroes doing their thing. You get Kylo Ren. You get everything out of this trailer. So this moment right here will... will stand the test of time for for how happy at the peak happiness of star wars because you see you've got the lower the lower um the left is going to uh-huh. be uh it's ign's video you've got uh john hoey and james baney the top left right there uh-huh. with their logo right there mm-hmm. you've also got the convention hall down there you've got my friend josh shutter um right there in the middle then you've got the actual coverage to the right and me in the middle now the thing about this is I've watched a bunch of trailer reactions and and I know the best ones are the ones that kind of have a lot going on. You hear the sound, you hear the the crowd moving and changing. And this is this is when I made this, this is the craziest part, dude. These trailer reactions dropped like the next day in April, right? All of these right. did. I didn't drop this till August of 2019. And it still has four million views. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because of how it's orchestrated or how it's done. Or my reaction, I can tell you this much. I absolutely love this video. And not because I'm in it, because it captures a very special moment in my life. And it's before Bombad Cast, like right before Bombad Cast. And I knew what I wanted to do after this. And I knew perfectly in this moment that that's the, the Rise of Skywalker would be an incredible movie. And I still stand by that statement. And um I mean, there's so much in this, dude. You get the Death Star destroyed. You get you get so many special things. You get Carrie Fisher's been dead for three years at this point. You get new footage of her hugging. Like literally, you can see me cry and freak out because of what's happening here. And the very ending, you get the the laugh, the cackle of Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Truly, the most <laughs> shocking thing of all time. I I will say that was the greatest moment ever. Seeing that, seeing my reaction now is so good. And then, of course, the name, The Rise of Skywalker. It was just, Nick, it was perfect. It is perfect. And it is a viral video, so we had mm-hmm. to put it on there. It is truly, oh. I mean, you're right. People have seen my face before. And and <laughs> it's weird to say that. And we had right to the left of me, craziest thing is I think it's either Ryan from um, 
from Blue Bantha Milk. Um, I believe might be wrong. I don't remember, but I can tell you this much. He's there watching it too, and he's right next to me. Okay, and like uh, I didn't know him. I didn't know he had a podcast, but here we are. Right. You know, he's like that. That's me right next to you the whole time. So yeah, this I'm 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 gonna get a shirt with my face on it. And said, "You saw me cry. You know, high five me, <laughs> high five me if you saw me cry in, in 2019, because that was such an incredible moment." Anyway, what's your what's your story with it? So you actually saw well, it before you knew me. I saw yes. At some oh, point, weird. It, and again, and I think, um, in fact, Framey put it up here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, he said, "Didn't Scotty end up on some official Star Wars clip reel?" I remember. To think we recall it, and that's what I think. I think I that it was maybe the Star Wars show or okay. one of these things that came out officially from Star Wars was one of those things that like I saw it. It was one yeah. of those deals like, okay, that guy's really into this. And so yeah. a bunch of other people and, you know, reaction videos became more and more of a thing. Um, it was, you know, one of those deals that, was really important. Like it stood out as something like, Oh wow. Like this is big. What I love in this video is, you know, you get um, Ian McDiarmid coming out on the stage yep. and standing there and roll it again. Oh, you know, oh, pulling the whole deal. Um, but for me, the joy in it, and this is what kind of hit me talking about connection and talking about Star Wars doesn't change my life. The people that I'm connected to mm -hmm. Star Wars. I mean, I got to Star Wars because of my dad. I've talked about yeah. that before. Like my dad was a sci-fi guy. He's more Star Trek. In fact, shout out. Uh, my parents last Sunday started watching the show on their TV at home. So mom and dad, good to see you. Nice. Having fun. Thank you for, you know, this is where your son has ended up. Um, <laughs> But I got to Star Wars because of my dad. Like the love, the love he had of sci-fi introduced me to Star Wars, and so there's a connection point there. Um, it's one of those things that watching this video, and I don't know if it's a little bit because I do know you a little bit now. But when I watch these kinds of videos, like I watched it today to capture these screenshots on my phone, and I got choked up. Yeah, because of the pure emotion, the pure emotion of watching like it's genuine. You're not faking it to try and get a bunch of viral views. Mm. It's one of those things that is, it's a big deal because it's pure. And that's what I think is so important about star Wars. And sometimes we get separated from when we get too worked up about, did I like this character? Did it do what I wanted him to do? Like there's a purity there that drive star Wars and oh, it's yeah. evident in your kind of emotions. Um, I'm sorry. I just got a si side, something that was happening, but I'm back. Um, that's what it is for me. Like I watched the trailer when it came out, like everything else I'm ready yeah. for, you know, the pure moments in star Wars. I'm ready for a trailer. I'm ready for when it downloads. And I watched the trailer, of course, like everybody else. And at that point, I had a podcast. And so I watched mm -hmm. the trailer a ridiculous amount of times, picked apart every single thing. I've made the joke before. You think I don't come up? I can't come up with something to talk about on a podcast? <laughs> I think it was the last Jedi trailer. We did a podcast that was like an hour and 45 minutes plus talking yeah. about the maybe two the minutes that that trailer was. <laughs> I mean, give give a nerd a chance and they'll talk until Done. you make them stop. Heck yeah. Um, and so that was the fun part, especially with this one, 
was the ability to watch the trailer whenever I knew it was going to drop or being irritated because it hadn't dropped yet or, you know, whatever it was. And I saw it and I was like, holy crap, like, let me watch that again. Let me wind yep. it back. Let me roll it again. Let me watch it a bunch of times on my phone. Let me watch it on Bluetooth in my car because it's going to be loud and sound <laughs> awesome, you know, whatever it was. But then in the ensuing days to have the ability to see it from other people's perspective. That's yep. what I want. That's kind of the point I'm trying to make is no, I get it to see it through somebody else's eyes, somebody that's younger than me, somebody that's older mm -hmm. than me. You know, I've talked about this before, taking my kids to see Star Wars movies in the theater, the most recent couple, because my kids are older. I've got twins. One of them super into Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Harper and Lily and Wren. I think they're watching right now. <laughs> um, but to take them to see a Star Wars movie gives me a whole nother set of things where I'm watching it going, I don't know how I feel about this. And I look at them and I'm like, they're totally engrossed. Like that's yep. where I came from. That's where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So there's power in that. And I think the power in it is certainly the purity of it. And like you said, to be surrounded by this group of people, some of who you a little bit knew others, you didn't. In fact, Jerry said um, in the chat somewhere in here, um, he said, it's, Katie's such a beautiful soul. It was the first full day I hung out with Scotty and Katie. They were so kind to let me tag along and now they can't get rid of me. <laughs> like there was a connection that was formed there yeah. that actually became your podcast. Like, you know, it, it's funny, dude. I'll never forget the moments after this too. Cause that other two nights before that, I went out to eat with um, Alex Damon and, and, and his wife, Molly. Mm -hmm. And um, we had set this up to hang out and chat and stuff, and we did, and it was wonderful. And that night, he looked at me and goes, they, they want me to go on that Star Wars stage and like do a trailer, where you, like talk about the trailer afterwards. I'm like, dude, that's going to be amazing. So Jerry and I stuck, and we watched that happen live. And literally, this dude next to me, he's like, I know they're bringing Palpatine back. They're going to have him be a clone there from his dead body. <laughs> and he's going to leave his body and go there. And I looked at him like, I don't know about all that. And here we are now with the answer. And uh, it's just funny because, you know, there was so much speculation that had to happen to lead to that moment, too. And, you know, if I could say anything about this is that um, one of the one of the best compliments that was ever paid to me was by my ninth grade science teacher. Because at my school, we have a really big eighth, a really, really, really big senior year retreat. That's like a whole mm -hmm. day. And you go to this little place. And you kind of like pour your heart out and talk about things there at the retreat. And he was one of my retreat leaders. He goes, you know, Scott, there's no one else like you. You've got a very childlike point of view of everything. You're always excited and, and ready to do something new. And that's the manifestation of this. And, I, and I'm, right. I'm lucky to say that my eyes are my opinion. My heart is always open. And in this moment, it was opened and it was just experiencing a lot. And I'm very happy that this was captured <laughs> there. And I mean, if you see it from the perspective over here, you can actually see it happening right now. If you look right. at the picture of the man on the right of the screen with the solo mm -hmm. shirt, right, right behind him, you see me with my hand over my mouth. Okay. okay. And then yeah, to, yeah. To, to the left or to my right is Katie wiping her eyes. Yeah. yeah. And okay. that alone says so much. I drag her to every Star Wars convention, <laughs> dragging her to Galaxy's Edge with me. I mean, like, she's going through thick and thin to make sure I, I get what I want, enjoy what I want. And there she is having a moment to seeing me very happy. And you got to think, I mean, I'm not, I, I belong to the Catholic church. I play guitar at mass every Thursday with my school and, and God makes me feel a certain way. And as it should, but to have a communal experience like this, mm -hmm. it's, 
you can't compare it to anything else. Absolutely. And, well, I want to I make two. Po- I want to make two points. Yes, please. Uh, first of all, Andy, as a teacher, <laughs> and with a teacher as a guest tonight, Scotty. I'm going to ask Andy to see me in the principal's office after the show is over because Andy said the force awaken and rise of Skywalker trailers are the best. Yeah. The last Jedi trailer reacts are similar to the movie. I'm left wanting. So Andy, <laughs> please see me after class. We'll get back to you. Now I want to do something here and okay. I hadn't planned on this. And again, the beauty of technology, the things that I'm thankful for as we, you know, as I produce a live TV show sort of sure. on, the fly, on the internet, I have somebody who has some other insight into this moment that we're seeing on the screen. Oh, and I promised that I would drag them in just for a quick couple of seconds, because in, in the humbleness of his heart, he doesn't want to steal your moment, but I think this is an important enough to moment to see. I have no idea. I need to hear from Jerry. (laughs) Hey buddy. And I I need Jerry to talk about his perspective of being there with you. First of all, Jerry, Hello, brother. Yes. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm good. Yeah, I literally got everything fantastic. set up in 30 seconds, and I seriously, Scotty, I was like, "No, what are you doing?" I talked forever. Um, but uh, I, th- this is, I guess, uh, what was there a show called "This Is Your Life" or whatever, and that were like <laughs> yes, you had all the people right. that you've touched and stuff. Seriously, I mean every word that I said. I went to that thing alone, and yeah, you did. and Katie. Pulled me out. I was way back in in the the rabble, mm-hmm. like way back out in the hallway, like not even a hundred feet out. And you got you and Katie and Eric was with you guys too. I think. Well, I don't know. I can't. No, Eric was at no. Eric was at the hall already. He was already right, right, right. But you and Katie specifically, mm-hmm. you saw me, recognized me, and said, "Hey, man, come with us." And I cannot tell you how much that meant to me. Seriously, life changing. It's serious. It's life, and not even just from the fact that we have a Star Wars podcast, because that you guys showed me kindness in that moment mm-hmm. and let me hang out with you all day, um, which I felt terrible about for oh. a little bit until I realized that you guys were just amazing people and were just super sweet and we got along so well. But uh, it, it, that moment, I have never been so okay with someone I just met the day before, like face to face, shaking my shoulders. We were all crying, hugging. This is pre-COVID. Everyone mm-hmm. was just like, we were all brothers and sisters oh, and just like, amazing. it didn't matter. You cannot, you can't stress enough how amazing it was on there. And I joke and I make jokes about how I'm like SpongeBob in the Krusty Krab commercial on this <laughs> thing. And I do it just as I, I was thinking, Scotty says he's going to make the t-shirt. I want to make a t-shirt of just like <laughs> barely my shoulders and be like, <laughs> I'm the shoulders or something like have it where we can like maybe get together and be like, look, look, it's the shoulders. It's like, you know, I'm just kidding. I won't take Scotty's moment, but like <laughs> it's, it was just it, to, to be a part of that and stuff. Like we weren't doing it for this. A lot of oh, people yeah. who look at this video and I mean, David, uh, or I don't know if it's, I think it's David, uh, on the as father and son, uh, thing. I don't know if it's David or, or, uh, Timothy, but they said they looked it up like this is like one or two Number one when mm-hmm. you type it's one. Yeah. When you type it up. And I think even if you just Google it, it just it like on YouTube for sure. It pops up. We weren't trying to do that. Scotty mm-hmm. wasn't trying to do that. Wasn't but, the goal. He, but you have such a it is it is. I I'm telling you, I'm looking you. You won't believe me because we do a podcast and stuff together. And so why would I want to make ruin the, illu- ruin the illusion? That's 100 percent genuine. All you non-believers out there, if you're you're probably not watching this, but it's so genuine. Yeah, and there is no Scotty J. Rowe is not 
um, a faker. I will say that. I will say that. Scotty Jero is 100% what you get. What you see is what you get. And what you see is a, a lot of tears and stuff. I cry just as much as Scotty. I'll tell you guys. I cry yeah. just as much. I just haven't been caught on. He was wiping his eyes. If you watch it, he's he's doing this. He's like, we're all it. like, well, oh, you can hear you, you can't hear me because I think, but when Palpatine, I was like, what? Yeah, what? Perfect. We're losing our we all lost our collective minds. But yeah. I and the I mean, other thing. I, I questioned Nick bringing me on, but, but, but thank you for letting me come on and, and get oh, to pontificate sure. and tell my buddy why I love him so much. And it's not just because we do this and, stuff together. It's because they were so kind. You. Oh, and I agree with you. And again, watching your show, getting to know both of you over the internet and social media and having you on this show, having conversations, messaging back and forth, that kind of stuff. Like that's the thing in life. Like you can tell when somebody's genuine, you know, most of us yeah. have pretty well-developed BS meters. You can tell when somebody's, you know, not right. You know, who they are, not genuine, whatever. And it's clear. And that's what I said from, and that's part of why, like, again, watching that video this afternoon, taking these screenshots, like I got choked up at your emotions, somebody else's emotions. It's something I didn't get to go to and experience me up a little bit because yeah. I could tell it's obvious it's real. There's no question it's not. I also got tickled watching the little moments of like hands over mouth where somebody's like, what the, it like the, the F bomb drops and the other things like, yeah, again, that's real. Like that's what you say when you're caught yeah. off guard and that, and again, in the moment, you know, I speak French too, as I like to say, but, <laughs> but it's one of those things like, there's no question that it's genuine and there's nobody, you know, yeah. if anybody wants to say you're doing it for views, they can come talk to me and I'll straighten them out. But, and, and that's know, not the point, but I love, and why I wanted to get Jerry in here just for a minute is because you were there and you got to see it from an outside perspective. And yes. especially as somebody who, this was somebody who was new to you. He wasn't your co-host yet. Y'all weren't mm -hmm. doing this show. Literally. You were just a kind person. Seriously. You were seriously yeah. like that. You know, you talked about it be like feeling a little like church. It oh, felt it like, and not to get too spiritual, but you like yeah. it seriously felt like it was meant to be. Felt and more you guys like were super kind to me in a while. <laughs> in a while for me as well, sir. I know. I Be know. Fun. By the way, that is Matt, I believe, from Blue Bantha Milk. Matt, if I'm remembering Matt. Correctly. Okay. Well, look, one other See, thing too, before we kick Jerry out, Jerry, thank you. Absolutely. So I love you. No problem. I, I love you too, buddy. I got to say this with Jerry here. The weirdest things have happened since, though, this trailer, obviously, it came out. You know, it's still getting comments and stuff. To this day, we get a comment, oh, at yeah. least four or five comments a day, probably about 7,000 views a day. And I'm not kidding. Just we're still, this day. money, this move, this still making money for us. Still That's making unreal. money. We're, and, we're um, generating uh, outrage views. I'm not kidding sure. when I say this. This, and, and not to, hopefully Disney will catch me for this, this will pay for <laughs> Celebration Hotels for the next three years. I'm not joking when I say that. Uh, like, literally, it's, it's insane. <laughs> so, with that being said, the craziest thing about this is, is that recently we had a guest named Scott Stenholm on, on mm -hmm. and he said he used to watch this to hype himself up to make a Star Wars, like a Star Wars affiliated show, Earth to Net. That said, Earth to Net, this that episode. To make sure he was hyped up. And one time, he was showing it, and a Lucasfilm guy was next to him. I don't know who the representative was. He goes, have y'all seen this? And he goes, oh, yeah, all of us have seen it. And literally, I was like, <laughs> think, like, possibly JJ was like, oh, that's really cool. That's it. You know, like, like that's it, the dream. That's the it, dream. 
Somebody at Lucasfilm knows my face. <laughs> yes, and I've seen I'm just me cry. <laughs> I, I'm so excited to even just be a part of that, right? Like I was yeah. like, the moment was great, but just like to I was so like hearing him seriously hearing Scott talk about all this stuff. Shout out to our buddy Scott. Go check out Earth Net if you haven't. We have to pull yes. up really can because he was so kind For to sure. us. But uh, uh just it, it absolutely is just mind-boggling. You think of yourself yeah. as just like I'm just a, I'm just a person. We are just people, but it's like, okay, these people have seen Scotty for sure, you know, and all that. And it's just, it's, it's a, I, I'm a, I'm honored to have been a part of the moment, honestly. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Really? And I'll say this for both of you guys. And I'll say this right before as, you know, as I get ready to kick Jerry out of here. It's all right. <laughs> if, well if I have, if I can figure out a way to get to Anaheim for the next celebration, when I get to see all of you people in person, I'm going to do some crying too, because I'm going to be oh, so man. excited to connect with these people, these friends that I've made and I can't wait for it. And I don't care what videos and trailers they drop. Maybe I'll get to have my Scotty moment too, it, but in the meantime yeah. to connect with these friends, I don't care. And that's what I'm looking forward to so much. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what the content is anymore. The, the, the thing I'm looking forward to most is seeing Scotty again in person, seeing Katie again in person, see, meeting Pete, you, Absolutely. other people in person. Oh, I still don't have a ticket. I need to get my ticket. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm with you. So when that link drops, uh, hit me up. Let's figure something it's, out. It's happening. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm only semi joking about kissing everyone full on the mouth like Bugs Bunny after we're all vaccinated. Okay. I will, I'm just I will, I will ask your car first. to be able I'll to go to celebration. First. I'll ask first. Hey, if they get that railway system invented, you we're know, in. that was posted totally the other day. We're all just like, we're all just going to ride the train to Anaheim. So absolutely. Boom. Jerry, anyway, I'm out Jerry, like a bullet love train. You, brother. Thank love you for you. jumping love in you here guys. for a minute. Have love a you, Scotty. Stay bomb, Jerry. I mean, Thank you. how great yeah. is that guy? <laughs> oh, well, and I thought That's it was amazing. important because again, he was there. He got to see it from another perspective, it. your perspective, mm -hmm. and he lived it. And I think that's really important. We're going to keep it moving. We've got a couple more to get to. Perfect. Um, there's nothing that we're going to follow up that is this good, mm -hmm. but these are still great moments. And yes. that's my personal opinion. But okay. your number two is Luke's Mando, is Luke's reveal in Mando at, in the days that came after that. Talk about that for you, because I certainly have a feeling about this. So this is this is fantastic. You'll, you'll love this. Uh, uh, of course, this is super recently, so it wasn't that crazy uh, in terms of like having to recall the memory of it. Um, I remember we had final exams at my school that week, and then that Friday is like our Christmas Friday, so like we have a Christmas party for all the kids. I'm I'm a seventh grade homeroom teacher, so we had like a little Christmas party for them. It was fun, and uh, besides the fact that I was up from 1 a.m. till 1 a.m. <laughs> the next day, I actually have never done a 24 hour since like third grade, and that was the the first time in a while I did a full 24 nice. hours because I never forget watching it, watching it happen. It was an incredible moment, but like the coverage that day of everyone's just, you know, not wanting to spoil it and everyone not wanting to just, you know, say exactly what happened, what happened on Twitter and on all social media. It was just Nick. It was just so incredible. I remember you being in the chat that evening we had done, uh, I believe we did, um, it wasn't, it was um, streaming Star Wars like earlier that morning. And then we did it again that evening with Clayton Sandell. <laughs> and like that whole day was such a good day. Like everyone was, everything and everyone was happy. I watched it three times that day. I just, I don't know. I remember crying. And then, of course, the Book of Boba Fett reveal after that. Like it was just 
so amazing. And and you can say this too, like the the the, the amazing ideas that came out after that, what the potential mm-hmm. could be. Mark Hamill was even there. R2-D2 showing up. I mean, that reveal was so perfect. It was so perfect and it was so well done. And yeah, I don't know. For me, that was that was just one of those reveals that I think I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Like if I can look back at Star Wars, that's the one I'll remember for the rest of my life, sitting there with my friends at their house, mm-hmm. watching on a projector and just having our minds just explode for real. Absolutely. Yeah, it was wild. And for me, you know, we had, as I talked about before, you know, having those eight weeks of guaranteed Mandalorian content every Friday, yes. doing a recap show, my buddy Steve that I usually do the show with, we would get on, you know, midday on Friday when he was off work and we'd record, you know, a breakdown and do our five questions and do our whole thing. And in fact, when you guys did the midday breakdown, we were recording at the same time. And so I had it on mute on my phone, trying to watch the chat to get an idea of what you were talking about (laughs) while we were recording. And then I watched the one, like you said, that night and that whole deal. And for me, like, it was Luke Skywalker. Like I had spent Amazing. a bunch of time kind of theorizing who is, you know, who's going to show up. What's going to yep. be the thing. What's going to be, you know, is, are we going to get Kanan? I mean, Ezra, are we going to get, um, you know, whatever it was, I kind of, my, my money was on Ahsoka coming back. She decided yep. she said I can't train him and changed her mind and came back. That was where I thought it was going, the but to get that Luke Skywalker reveal. and to be, so gobsmacked by it. Like I wasn't hung up on the CGI. I wasn't hung up on any of that. And I'm a hardcore R2D2 guy. So to get R2, like it was a big deal. And to be able to talk about it with my friends, because like you said, this is super recent. Like we had, you know, established the different layers of this podcasting community Yeah, and to listen to you guys talk about it, to listen to Pete talk about it for the next three weeks, everybody's show talked about some version of it and to interact, whether it was on Twitter or wherever. And I love what Framie says right here. Neither of us wanted it to yeah, be Luke, but we both love that it was. It was a great moment. I didn't think so I wanted good. that, but it gave us, it filled in that hole that we didn't think we had from Return of the Jedi to basically Last Jedi. And you it know, the in between, where is the, where is the badass Luke Skywalker that we never got? This is where he was. This was yep. him peak five years after Jedi the impact of this Nick is the most important part though. Everyone now is going to have to find a way to top this. Like Paul Bettany or, or it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was Elizabeth Olsen. She was like, is there a Luke Skywalker moment? You know, right. she's like, there is one. Then of mm-hmm. course they had the Snyder cut thing recently. And he was like, is there a Luke Skywalker moment? And he said, there is one, this phrase. That's right. And Conan O'Brien tweeted about it the other day. He says, I can't <laughs> wait to the Luke Skywalker moment of my career because, like, that moment will now be as important as number one. And I'll, we'll talk about number one in a second. But That's this right. moment, this moment right here, it set a it's, standard. It set the standard by all means of like the season starting off, you know, very much its own story. And it had become its own story till that point, too. But like, there's a definite beginning and a definite end. And our number one is the definite beginning. But this right here, this right here had to have its way paved to get to this moment. Like it had to be perfectly set up from that first episode to get to this moment right here. That's exactly right. And that's, and that's where we are. We're hitting our number one and it's the reveal of Grogu. Oh my God. I could, I could Mandalorian season one, episode one or chapter one, I guess. You might get a reaction out of me right now. This moment, (laughs) this moment, 
this moment, man, God, it, and not just when I say viral moment, you're right. What happened after in terms of internet sensation stuff is important, but also in terms of personally, this is when they took a show that you thought you knew everything about and absolutely changed your entire perspective. Mm-hmm. And no one knew it was coming. No one saw a test screening of this. Nothing. Nothing. I can tell you too. Toys. Nick, I was at the celebration. I was at the celebration panel when they showed 10 minutes of the first. Oh my God, he's here. Hold on, I'll talk about him in a second. We were at, I was at the celebration panel watching it when they, I'll never forget, there was some old man in front of me who was filming the panel and a man in a suit took his phone from his hand. He says, I'm going to make you delete this off your phone right now. And I watched Uh it happen. I watched the Disney SS straight up walk up in there and walk like, up in there, you know, literally, and we're we're grabbing people's cameras and phones, making them delete it off their devices. And me That's watching unreal. this first ten minutes, I was like, "This is because they showed the first ten minutes of that That's episode right. of uh, mm-hmm. of um of when he arrived on Navarro, and like That's you're right. watching the whole trend. I'm like, "This is crazy!" And so. There's a bounty who's 50 years old. My brain's like Boba Fett. And for the longest time, I'm like, he's hunting down Boba Fett. It's going to be a this guy versus Boba Fett the whole show. And then you're watching it. And I mean, literally, I, I hear my voice breaking. This moment right here changed everything I thought about Star Wars and flipped it on its head. It was it was the most perfect moment ever. And I never forget, like, the next day people were already spoiling it. Spoiling it. Because not everyone watched it that opening night. And it That's was right. very evident that not everyone watched it. <laughs> and I'll never forget telling people, y'all have to watch. This is what does it. This is what's going to make Star Wars the next big thing again. And we're right. I mean, literally, like, this, there he is. this to me is more important than the sequel trilogy. And it will always be now. I love the sequel trilogy, but this is what Star Wars needed, and no one knew it. And it was Nobody saw it coming. freaking perfect. It will never be better than that. I don't think. I don't think it could ever. I could be wrong. Kenobi could blow me away, but this show was the one that I had the least expectation for, and then it made it. It, it became the version of Star Wars I've always wanted, always. And and it's so again in an in the age that we live in with social media, with Reddit, with leaks, with all the everything, they locked it down <laughs> oh man and, and to the point and you hear this talked about on the holo chronicles a lot like from a marketing standpoint like they didn't sell toys they could have sold the crap out of toys for that christmas and they didn't do it to preserve that viral moment to preserve oh. that wow for people i'm i remember watching it when it came on that first time i watched it and it was, I think about um, in the movie Signs when Joaquin Phoenix is watching the news yep. footage of it's, Mexico. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, like that was me watching this movie. Uh-huh. I mean, this show uh-huh. in this moment. Like oh. I said, oh, out loud because I was not prepared for a baby Yoda, as we called him for the next, you know, season and a half. Oh, my God. It really was something. And it's a puppet. And of course, again, to hear all the anecdotal stories about Werner Herzog and like his reactions to the puppet and you know even him in the show I want to see the baby like (laughs) I I live for that moment yeah it was such a big deal because you didn't see it coming and that's where the best moments come from it wasn't leaked on any level there was nobody Mm -hmm. that knew 
you know, like you said, the Disney SS, they grabbed those phones and went, they no, no, did. No, not today. Not today. And there was nothing in that day either that we, that would have alluded to this. And I, I'll just never forget just the phone calls I had that night because I had friends that watched that morning. You're like, you got to watch the Mandalorian. It, it's going to change canon. I'm like, oh, well, how much can it change it? And it's, but my buddy, Eric, I, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and who you've oh, I've talked about earlier, and he's like, this is just going to be incredible. And like, I mean, like I said, that moment had to happen for that reveal to happen because absolutely it changed. I mean, everyone who Baby Yoda was by the by the next two weeks, and it was viral and it was huge. People spoiled it the next day, and I remember blocking several people on Facebook because I'm like, you can't <laughs> do that. It's messed up. People haven't had a chance to watch it, but it also built intrigue for people to watch it. And man, I I don't know I, that that moment. That moment, I would say, was the the Star Wars one that might have changed my life because it took everything I expected, completely subverted it, but not in the way of, not in the way of like, oh wow, that's a good twist. No, it was in the way of this is just this is it. This is what Star Wars could be—a man and a child—and I mean, mask mask on with with the child. I, it's just so incredible. The storytelling is perfect, Nick. It's perfect. it's really good, and and the lasting impact of it, and the way yes. it has changed and added to Star Wars. We talk all the time about people's entry into Star Wars and the ways they get connected. You know, I've told this story multiple times, but my dad called me two weeks before Christmas, and he was like, "Your mom's been watching Mandalorian with me. She really loves Baby Yoda. I need you to get me a Baby Yoda and bring it to me so I can surprise her for Christmas. She wants a Baby Yoda." Like yeah. my mom has put up with Star Wars over the years because me and my dad and what about like she wasn't the star wars person yeah but now she has a baby yoda that sits in her house that she's like that's my baby yoda. like she loves it and it did that for a lot of people it was you know it's that moment where you go I, yeah i can't help it like it, baby yoda is cute uh, yes. Paul Stanley agrees. Paul Stanley said that I'll, Grogu is the best thing since Revenge of the Sith. I'll read his comments because, I mean, him and I talk <laughs> in this voice every now and then. So go to the first one just so people get a visual representation. Yes, absolutely. Scotty, I love Grogu. Remember how loud you <laughs> Remember <laughs> how loud you yelled? I can hear you from Gretna. Okay. And then the See? next one says. See? There, yep. Grogu is the best thing since Revenge of the Sith. So, <laughs> See, Paul Stanley of Kiss himself recognizes the greatness of Grogu. Like, you can't argue with that. No, this is one of my favorite things, too. Not to sidetrack any of this, but the reveal had gotten so big that Gene Simmons was tweeting about it. And it's a video of Gene. He's, he's filming the TV and he goes, I hope you guys are watching The Mandalorian on Disney <laughs> cable. It's just as good as the original Star Wars. And like the video is Disney ends. cable. Disney That's cable. Amazing. That's a big joke between me and my buddy Eric. We both love this. But phenomenal. But, dude, and you gotta think too. That's one other thing. That was the day Disney Plus dropped. Think mm-hmm. about that. That's okay? right. That's nuts. The first right. new show, original show on Disney Plus, the day it drops that Tuesday, and then that by that Friday we had that kind of had more of an answer to what's going on a little bit. It was just, and then of, okay, real quick, I'm sorry, Nick, but that yeah. when, when when Grogu lifted the mudhorn, that changed. That also changed everything for me because it was the show became a show about the Force, not just a show about a hunter and That's right. his kills. So, well, and, and it, like you said. 
it dropped on the first day of the launch yep. of the streaming platform. <laughs> and to all to all the haters that do exist out there, how is that streaming platform doing right now? We just recently found out they're doing pretty well. And there's yeah. a lot more coming down the pipe. So oh. it was something that was, they gambled on it. They won. And it's fantastic. They they keep winning. Um, all right. We have two. That was our number one. We have yes. two more. We, we have a bonus. There was so much for this that we couldn't, we couldn't not have a bonus. So we're going to hit <laughs> these real quick and I'm going to get us out of here. Cause I know you have to teach school tomorrow. Yeah. We've got a lot, a lot going on, but we have a couple of bonuses. The first one was yours. The mall reveal in solo. Oh, what can I say? The, the, this, this on the Grogu level to me was just so unexpected. I was just blown away. The music, the moment, Kira. I actually watched this Friday night. Um, uh, Katie had fell asleep early, and and we're both watching it. And I, I turned the volume up, of course, when we got to this part, because this <laughs> part was so good in theaters. I stood up. I think I might have yelled the F word as loud <laughs> as I could. I think I yelled, oh, what? Because this, that's the last thing I would have thought from Solo. I thought I would have thought about Jabba. Or like Bulba, like someone really, oh, wow, that's cool. This right here is when I was like, they, the Lucasfilm knows what's going on. Because this is the moment they were like, yep, we are letting our fans actually have to do their own research. No more spoon feeding. Because this, to some people, makes zero sense. And I'm sure when they watched it, they were like, yeah, I don't, you got cut in half, right? No, there's a T. There's two TV shows that have a minute, and this is taking place before one of the TV shows. The other TV show actually has his death in it. Like, there's just so much writing on this moment that Lucasfilm was just like, "Yeah, we'll put it in the hands of the fans," which is really, really weird. Really, really weird, and um, very unexpected on their part. But go them because this was one of the best moments for me because I didn't think it would. This this was so unexpected. Well, and it gave all of us who are the level of Star Wars fans yep. that we are the opportunity to spend months explaining to all of yes. our friends. Oh, I love how, that. Why is he? I thought he got cut in half in the Phantom Menace. <laughs> well, there's this whole other thing where he had spider yep. legs and witches saved him. And, <laughs> and it became it became a whole deal. But and then Mando's done that too because Mando has had Bo Katan and all these Ahsoka. Who are those people? Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. A show that no one that everyone thinks you're too old enough to watch. Well, they got all the answers there because it's some of the best Star Wars there is. So it, it really is great. So that that's an excellent bonus cool. moment. And then I picked a bonus moment of my own that I wanted to throw in here. Um, something that hit me when I saw your list when you sent it to me the other day is, and it, which also again shout out to the passion and creativity that you have. I messaged you on like Tuesday and I was like, Hey, here's, I think what we're going to do. You know, if you send it to me like Friday or Saturday, that'll be great. And like great. 10 minutes later, you're like, here you go. Here's the list. Like we're ready. <laughs> um, exactly what but what stood out to me is your list is very modern for lack of yes. a better phrase. Like, you know, we're talking about 2015 yes. is really about as far back as it goes. Mm-hmm. Now there are some factors in there. Social media has developed a lot in the last six years. The instantaneous nature of videos, leaks, viral videos have become even bigger. Now we have TikTok, we have all these other things. But for me, my bonus add-in moment was May 25th, 1977. And this is, and I'm sorry, apologies to Walter Cronkite for the screen cap that I added in here. But when Star Wars came out in 1977, I wasn't born yet, but you can go back and you can watch these videos. In fact, there's a link I'm going to put in the show notes afterwards 
it's like a minute and a half video clip from a news station in San Diego somewhere. And it's guys in a truck with a camera driving past people lined up for this movie. And it's like a line at celebration. Like it goes Ah. around completely around the block and you've got people Mm -hmm. sitting and that wasn't happening because they saw on social media, Holy crap, this is a big deal. We should go Mm -hmm. check it out. Like it was true word of mouth. It was true. The expectations for this movie were so low. All of that story and all of that canon, all that lore that we hear about Fox. And, you know, in one of those videos, Alan Ladd is talking about, well, we really didn't expect it to do too much. In fact, Alan Ladd in that video, in his voice, he sounds like Harrison Ford. Um, But (laughs) nobody was prepared for what this was going to become and the way it was going to blow up. And so you have like this shot in the top half of this picture at the Chinese theater and just people on top of people piled up, stacked up, waiting to see it, waiting to be there. Uh, David is in the chat. He said it was everywhere. I remember the theme song getting played on local pop radio. Mm. This was one of those things. And the reason Walter Cronkite's in here, I need to explain this. One of the videos I watched getting ready for this was it was about May of 1977 and the impact of Star Wars. And Walter Cronkite is featured in this video, giving a little soundbite. And he basically says, and I'm not going to get the quote right, but he basically says this came at a time after Vietnam, when people yeah, were seeking positivity, we were in the in-between of the space race. Like the moon landings had stopped. We finished that in like 72 or 73. Mm-hmm. That had stopped. We were right before the shuttle mission started to happen. Like this brought an, a positivity and an anticipation to people that we hadn't had in this country coming out of all these difficult things. And so that drove part of the hype of it is it's exciting and it's new. And what if we could actually make this happen in real life? And eventually we do with things like BB-8 and technology and whatever. But like to hear somebody like Walter Cronkite, who, you know, I still go back sometimes because I'm a space nerd and will watch the Walter Cronkite footage of him talking about Apollo 11 landing on the moon because I just love it so much. And to hear him, talking about star Wars in a way and with a, with a similar gravitas that I'm going, this meant something like it really was a big deal in a cultural moment and how many things it changed going forward from that day in 1977 when they thought this may not work out. Yeah. The the crazy thing is too, who was there that day? I mean, I've listened to several podcasts and interviews, Ridley Scott, James Mm -hmm. Cameron, people that were just up and coming saw that movie that day and it changed everything for them too. Another really important thing is you got to think what it did for pop culture then. I mean, I mean, some people were definitely around to remember to recall it, but like you're watching the, there was only one talk show is Johnny Carson. Now we all yep. took Johnny Carson's job doing our own version of a talk show. <laughs> and he had Mark Hamill on and Mark Hamill's like, you know, he's bashful. His face is ready. He's talking to literally Johnny Carson. I mean, this thing is as viral as it could have been, right? My my uncle said he saw it the 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 day it came out, he saw it six times, and then for that wow. summer he must have saw it forty five times because he mm-hmm. lived near the theater and he worked at the theater. So like you got to think this was the movie that I would almost say, like you said, made viral moments happen. I mean, everyone saw this from kids to adults, and it was important to everyone. And then. It's the first movie I would say to have a really successful sequel besides The Godfather. Just like mm-hmm. really successful. And then the third one rounded it out perfectly. And it was just, Nick, that, that's a 
beautiful choice because this is where it all began. And we still kind of go back to this spot mentally, you know, without a doubt. It, it just, and again, like you said, I mean, here we are on a Sunday night talking about star Wars, producing yeah. our own fake, fake Johnny Carson on the internet, <laughs> talking about something that's had this kind of impact on our life. Oh. And it's something that informs the things we collect, the things mm -hmm. we love, the things we read. Like it, it has this carryover that is really powerful and it started there again on a day that they didn't have a lot of hope. And you go back nope. and you read, you know, the stories about the making of and, you know, how it got to where he couldn't sell it to any studios and he was pushing and Fox took a gamble on it. It's the best thing Fox has ever done oh, by crazy. a long mile. Mm. But look what it turned into. Like it is truly a global phenomenon. It's not just a nerd thing. And that's yeah. the other thing that we talk about a lot of times, like, then you and I, you and I are the weird ones that talk and yeah. think about it as much as we do, because there's yeah. an entire segment of the world that's like, oh, yeah, I love Star Wars. Yes. But they don't think about it on a daily basis, but they're still like, no. oh, yeah, it means something. I saw it. It's whatever. Yep. And um, and I think this is a great tag to finish off on. David, again, says it from his father and son. Star Wars has been going and staying viral for 44 years now. Like, Beautiful point, David. Star Wars is viral in, in a lot of its natures. Like it is what it is. It's something that hangs out and is perpetually there. And sometimes it's negative and we have to combat that negativity. But you know yep. what? As we say in Star Wars, there's more of us. We can Kissing. squash out that negativity. Please. One more thing. One more thing. Really random tidbit. And for anyone that loves music, and I'm sure you like this album too. A month before this, a huge hit album came out. And I always felt that things come in threes, and I can't find the third one from 77. But Rumors by Fleetwood Mac came out, and that mm -hmm. was the highest selling album of all time for like 25 years. So, like that you gotta think this there was a cultural change then that people are wanting new and different and bold things. And that album is a perfect album, and this movie is a perfect movie. And uh, it's funny how those kind of things happen in terms of pop culture. Everyone had that record. Uh, everyone, Scott, everyone. Scott, Scotty, you don't know what you just said and how important that is because as I have gone longer than I normally would on a Sunday yes. night, you just bought me some bonus points with my wife, who I'm pretty sure who is watching, who yes. is a hardcore Fleetwood Mac gal. There we go. And <laughs> so you tied it all together. Laura, shout out to you and Fleetwood Mac and the connections with Star Wars. See, Scotty's looking out for both of us. Um, <laughs> Scotty, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I can't thank you enough for hanging out tonight. Please tell us before we get out of here where people can connect with you. I've got your Twitter handle up here ah, on, on the screen. There. But what wow. do you guys have coming up next on the Bob Madcast that we can look out for? Give us some plugs. We've got a few things. Uh, we have that big card opening episode that we've been kind of hyping up. Hopefully that'll happen in the next two weeks. This week, I really don't know exactly what we got going on. I know Jerry's got some things in the works. Last week, we talked about Captain EO, and that got real weird. Um <laughs> But uh, we've got some fun things planned, of course. You know us. We're always keeping it moving, keeping it going. Um, maybe even a live thing from Galaxy's Edge on Thursday. We, that, we'll Ooh. figure that out. We'll figure that out. So Everybody. with that being said, you know, not much, Nick. I'm more looking forward to what you have going on. What's going on with you? Well, um, th thank you for asking. Look at you. Throw, like a pro, throwing a plug back the other way. Um, I'm excited. We've got some exciting shows coming up in the next couple cool. weeks. Um, in fact... Uh, next Friday, no, not next Friday. I don't do the show on Friday. What am I talking about? Next Sunday, <laughs> Ooh, next Friday, I hope to do force connect, but that's not yeah. really what this show is right now. Uh, <laughs> next Sunday night, go ahead and put a plug in there. Um, the very first podcast, the very first star Wars podcast that I started listening to oh, 
gosh, I don't even know how many years ago was Star Wars Minute. And oh, wow. I am super excited that Alex oh. Robinson from Star Wars Minute is going to be my guest next Sunday night. Brilliant. Uh, I am super pumped about that. Literally the first Star Wars podcast I listened to. I've listened to, you know, my go-to podcast for years is Tony Kornheiser from PTI. Okay. He's, I've listened to Kornheiser since I was in college. It's a whole other thing. Um, but I found, and I don't know how I found it. I need to try and figure that out between now and next Sunday. But Alex Robinson and Alex and Pete from Star Wars Minute, I found that show, started listening. I love what they do. If you've not listened to Star Wars Minute, they take each Star Wars mo movie and each episode of their podcast is a single minute of Star Wars. They start at, you know, minute from zero to 60 seconds of New Hope. And then from one to, you know, minute two. And they talk about it and they have guests. And it's just, it's again, it's my kind of nerdery. It's so fun. <laughs> they've had on, you know, they've had Paul Shear, They've had Matt oh, Gorley. Yeah. They've had, you know, Joseph Scrimshaw. All these different yep. people that you hear about. And I'm like, oh, that's a podcaster that I've heard of and know about. Yep. So, Alex is going to be my guest next week. Dude, I'm super excited to have him amazing. on. That's, that's totally fun for me. Um, the week after that, I've got Charles Boyd. Charles Boyd works for BioWare. Okay. okay. Um, he is kind of the head person for the Knights of the Re Old Republic online Star Wars video game. Um, so we're going to get into some Star Wars video. I got some fun folks coming. So super tease. We didn't plan this ahead of time, but you set me up perfectly. So thank you for that. Um, no, you're you're my boy, Scotty. You're my boy. <laughs> Again, thank you to hang. Thank you to everyone who stayed with us. We went longer than we normally do tonight, but I think it was worth it. Okay. It was a great conversation, a lot of fun. Um, to everybody that's watching, hang out, engage with us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already. I want to say thank you to my lovely wife, Laura, to my girls who watched tonight, hanging out, letting Dad go out in the garage and talk about Star Wars on a Sunday night. Um, Thanks to my parents who have been tuning in and getting me plugged into Star Wars, Dad. Thanks for, you know, this is all your fault. Good job. Um, and to everybody else, I hope you have a great week coming up and may the force be with you always. Bye,